You are listening to the Divorced Christian Podcast Show with your host and teacher, Darius Good. He is the senior pastor of Bible Gospel Center and founder of Good Treasure Ministries. He is the author of the books, Unlocking Godly Wisdom and The Divorced Christian. For more information, visit the website at thedivorcedchristian.com. And now here's your host, Darius Good. Thank you for joining us on today. This is the Divorced Christian Podcast Show. My name is Darius Good. This is episode 18, and we're going to discuss the topic of at what point was divorce created. But first, I want to make you aware of a brand new book that I released. Um, It's not the Divorced Christian book. Um, That's not quite ready yet. But the book that I just released is entitled Fear of the Lord. It's a very, very important book. I began teaching on this subject at the church. I've been going through it for several weeks and decided to put my notes into book form. Visit the website. If you go to DariusGood.com, you'll see Fear of the Lord right there on the homepage, or you can click on books and you'll find it there along with some of the other books that I've written. But Fear of the Lord is one of the most important concepts of Christianity, Um, I believe post-salvation, once a person has received Christ as their Lord and Savior, the next step is the understanding of the fear of the Lord. And so there in the book of Psalms, um, it talks about how, um, come ye little children, I will teach you how to fear the Lord. The sad part is I've heard many teachings that basically explain the fear of the Lord is to honor and reverence God. But it is so, so much deeper than that. And so in the book, I go through uh, several points in many scriptures to explain uh, the explanation of the teaching of the fear of the Lord. And to my surprise, when I finished all of my notes as I was putting uh, the sermons together, you realize that the majority of the, the components or things associated with the fear of the Lord has very little to do with God himself the majority of it deals with our relationship with people. And so it's a very interesting study, very interesting book. And I go scripture by scripture, highlighting these details. And the fear of the Lord is the foundation. So it's the beginning of wisdom, beginning of knowledge, beginning of understanding, which means you gotta comprehend the fear of the Lord and walk in that lifestyle first before a lot of things are released to us by God. It's also... The fear of the Lord is also the requirement for holiness. And so you cannot be holy and not fear the Lord. It is actually the fear of the Lord is what makes holiness perfect or mature. And so our holiness is perfected or matured in the fear of the Lord. And so I encourage you to go to the website. Once again, that's DariusGood.com. Click on books and you'll find fear of the Lord. There's a landing page, explains in more detail what the book is about. I encourage you to buy it. It's in paperback and also on ebook. And you could find it at barnesandnobles.com and also on amazon.com. On today, we want to discuss the topic of at what point was divorce created? In episode 17, we kind of began in this subject line. And I want to continue um, adding on to what we've covered on last week. And so there's a statement that was made by Jesus um, that many people will quote when we discuss the topic of divorce. 
In Matthew chapter 19, verse 8, Jesus made this statement where Jesus said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away, Apollo, your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. And so many have taken this statement by Jesus and they've drawn the conclusion that God never intended there to be divorce. And so in the beginning, God did not establish divorce. He only established marriage. And I am quite fine with that line of teaching. I have no issues with it. Um, but I do believe that little thought has been given to the statement of in the beginning. And so we're going to explore this concept on today. I have done my best to paint the picture um, of life in the beginning when God first created Adam and Eve and what their relationship was like, of God's, God's initial plan for marriage and what that concept looked like. And so I believe we covered some of these points on last week as we understand when Adam was created, he was created with the purpose of living forever. There was no death intended for Adam. And so this means that the world in which Adam lived is not the same world that you and I live in. And I know there's a misconception as we talk about where was at uh, the Garden of Eden. We got all these maps that, that points to where it's probably located, especially based on the rivers that are described there in Genesis. But we got to understand the, the world, the system that Adam was a part of is not the world that you and I live in. That world changed when Adam sinned, when he ate from the fruit. So Adam lived in a world where God never intended death. He lived in a world that was called incorruptible. That means there was no corruption. So it wasn't just Adam that would not experience death, but all the animals that were created as well. God had no intention of them experiencing death. This world, the natural world, earth, was created for a physical being, for physical beings. That includes the animals, insects, and et cetera, flowers, trees, those things that are living, that are tangible. God created all these things to be a part of this world. He created that second. First, he created the heavens. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Heavens refers to things that pertain to the spirit realm, spiritual things. So these are spiritual places, like heaven as a spiritual place. It cannot be detected with the natural physical eye. It cannot be seen. Hell is a spiritual place. It's a real place, but it's spiritual. It cannot be seen or detected with the natural eye. And so spiritual beings exist in the spirit realm. There's a whole host of beings that God created. We know and we're familiar with the angels that God created. We know there's different types of angels. So we have seraphims and we have cherubims and we got messenger angels that look like uh, human beings, but they're actual angels. And many of these angels will come and interact with us here in the earth. And so the scripture warns us that we handle each other with, with, uh, with love and, and uh, a certain um, respect because we never know if we might be entertaining angels unaware. There is a spirit realm that exists. 
That realm also has demons and fallen angels. And all, of course, all of this was not the original plan of God, but we know in the book of Revelation that when Satan fell, it says he took one third of the host of heaven. And so I won't get into the doctrine of demonology, but just understand there are so many types of beings that exist in the spirit realm. Many are listed in the scriptures. Then he creates a physical place, the earth. And he created it for Adam and for Eve and for the animals. And he creates this whole ecosystem that would not see death. And so when Adam sinned, the scripture says that uh, sin and death entered into the world because of one man's unrighteousness, because of one man's sin. If you go to Romans chapter five, verse 12, it says, as by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. So we're talking about the man, Adam. When he disobeyed God, he ate the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. At that point, sin entered into the world. And think of it like this. Sin held that door open, which now allowed death to come into the world. So sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. At this point, death enters into the world and everything becomes corruptible. I don't know if you ever noticed, but when we do our scriptures, uh, most times, a very popular scripture we do at funerals, um, many times we'll read the passage from 1 Corinthians 15, verse 52, where it talks about in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trump shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. So the scripture talks about uh, a corruptible seed or a incorruptible seed. All this is very important to the original concept of life that God had. So Adam was born of a incorruptible seed. He was born to live forever as long as he obeyed God's commandments. When he broke the commandment, then sin entered into the world and death now took hold of Adam. Genesis 5, 5 tells us that Adam lived to be 930 years old. Now, we generally teach that we start from the point that he sinned. So we don't know how old Adam really was. He's probably clearly over a thousand years old, if not much older. But the point at which he sinned, death took hold. And from that point, he lived another 930 years. And of course, we also teach that that's a result of Adam eating from the tree of life, which was not forbidden. And so we believe that that life, that, that life giving, um, and we, we call it a fruit, but it's a spiritual, the Zoe life of God. That is what allowed Adam to live this extended period of time as he's eating from that tree, the tree of life. And so we have an incorruptible world that Adam lived in, and then God creates Eve. The two of them living in this incorruptible world, a world created by God, a world in which sin does not exist. So now we got to understand everything that's associated with sin. Everything associated with the kingdom of darkness because the kingdom of darkness had no access to this world until Adam sinned. 
Once he sinned, he opened that door and sin and death entered into the world that Adam was familiar with. So this means that Adam and Eve's marriage, because they did not eat from the tree of good and evil, that means they did not have knowledge of evil and they did not have knowledge of good. So this would mean that a lot of the concepts that you and I are very familiar with were not experiences that they had. And so we can run through a list. Uh, Unforgiveness, and I'll put that as number one. There was never a point where Adam and Eve said to each other, I'm sorry. That's not a concept that they will be familiar with. So now having to forgive one another would not be a concept that they are familiar with. How about this? Holding a grudge. So that's, that's a part of the realm of darkness. How about anger? How about rage? How about bitterness? How about discontent or malcontent? How about scornful or cruel or harsh, irritated, mad? They didn't feel any physical exhaustion because if you go to the curse that God pronounced over Adam, he said, you shall now work the land by the sweat of your brow. This means Adam never experienced sweat. Even though he had to labor, his concept of labor was not like ours. So Adam never felt exhaustion. He never felt tiredness. He never felt headaches. He never experienced hunger pains. He never experienced disappointment or rejection. Adam and Eve would not know the words, I'm sorry, or please forgive me. Or the concept of repentance, meaning I'll never do it again. That's a foreign concept to them. And the only, the only description we have of their marriage is where the scripture says, Adam and Eve were naked and they were unashamed. So they lived in a world of complete transparency. Nothing was covered over, nothing hidden, nothing concealed. And they weren't ashamed. So now we have another concept that they don't know, they don't, they're not familiar with. Being shamed, being shameful. They don't know what that is. They never experienced it. They never experienced fear. I'm doing my best to paint this world that Adam and Eve lived in. I hope this is making sense. But this also means that their marriage, Adam and Eve's marriage, would not require divorce. The concept of divorce, the concept of separation, they're not getting mad with each other. They're not experiencing anger. So this also means that the concept of fornication, the concept of adultery, the concept of covetousness, and all the things that God said, do not do, thou shalt not do. All those concepts did not exist in their world, so there will be no need for divorce. Adultery requires divorce. Two people that are not married, engaged in sexual activity, you need a spiritual divorce. It's a requirement because you've consummated a relationship that did not have any vows. And so I highlighted on last week that it's Deuteronomy chapter 24, 
where we find the concept of both marriage, the engagement or betrothal period, and the marriage now being established by Moses. And we also have the concept of divorce, a legal divorce now being being instituted by Moses as well. Both of those were given to Moses by God. They use a much different system before then, but now we have Moses establishing the legal system in which both marriage and divorce would now be done according to the law of Moses. But the concept of divorce came into the world when Adam sinned. Let me show you this as well. And I think it's important we understand this concept. When Adam lived in the garden, his experience with God was that God would come to him in the cool of the day. He and Eve would be in God's presence. The voice of the Lord would come and they would sit and speak with God. There was no need for worship. There was no worship in the garden. There was no killing of animals. That was a part of this process of Adam now having access to God. As soon as Adam sinned, the scripture says that they went and covered themselves. So now we see the result of sin coming into the world, the, the knowledge of evil, of good and evil, now coming into the world. Their eyes are open, their mind is, is enlightened in this area, and now they feel the need to cover themselves. And they say to God, well, I was afraid. And I was ashamed. So now we're seeing language that's associated with the realm of darkness. And so at this point, it says that God took an animal and he took the skin from that animal and he covered Adam and Eve. This was the very first killing of an animal. And it was the establishing of worship by God. And so there was no worship that required the killing of an animal before Adam sinned. Why am I saying this? Because just like God didn't intend for divorce to be a part of the equation, God also did not intend for the animals to be killed and brought to him in order to engage him in worship. But now we have the system of worship established by God because Adam sinned. Man cannot come to him directly anymore, but through the shedding of the blood of the animal. Why? Because sin, the wages of sin is death. Sin requires there to be a death. So now at this point, an animal must die, the, sin, the, the blood of an innocent animal to cover the sins of man. And so we find Cain and Abel bringing offerings to God. That was established by God when he taught Adam, this is what you do. And so now we see the sons approaching God in worship, which is sacrifice. They bring their sacrifices to God. God honors the sacrifice and it brings them into God's presence. And we find this system established in, in the Garden of Eden right up until Jesus dies on the cross, at which point the veil that was in the temple was torn in half, meaning we now have access to God, not through the blood of animals, but through the blood of a much greater sacrifice, which was the blood of Jesus Christ. 
So those that have an issue with the system of divorce should also have an issue with the system of worship that required the, the blood of animals. So we understand that the book of Job, they say, is the first book that was written. We see Job performing sacrifices to God. So the men, the, the husbands, the fathers were the priests of their homes up until we get to Aaron. And they established the priesthood of Aaron. God establishes the priesthood of Aaron along with his sons and those are part of the Levi, the Levitical tribe. And he establishes a system of worship, what they are to wear, how they're to dress, um, their lifestyle, what they can eat, who they can marry, um, the approach to God, how the sacrifices were to be done, how the incense was to be done, the cleansing was to be done. If they didn't follow the system as God instructed them, they were killed. Aaron's sons were killed at the very beginning of the establishing of this system. And God told Aaron, you better not shed a tear for them. Don't you cry for your sons. They were wrong. So God puts this system of worship in that the nation of Israel is now required to follow. We don't have a problem with that. We, we love to preach the message of the innocence uh, or the, the, the innocent blood of animals and how that, that was a old system, the old covenant, and it covered man's sins. But now we have the new system, the new covenant, and the, through the blood of Jesus Christ, all of our sins have been washed away. Well, just like that system was put in place and David understood in the very beginning, he said, it's not the blood of animals that you're interested in. It's the heart of man. A broken and a contrite heart God would not despise. David saw it in the very beginning, and yet he still maintained the system of worship where he sacrificed animals unto God because that system was not done away with until a better system was put into place. When Adam sinned, the system of divorce was now required because we now have adultery, we now have fornication. We now have relationships between men and women that should not be established apart from covenant, apart from a vow. Now we have this in place. And now spiritually, a divorce is now required. In the beginning, we had a covenant between Adam and God. That's what you see there. When God comes to Adam, he says, this is the garden. Keep it. And he gives him four commandments. They entered into a covenant together. Covenants were never intended to be broken. But now that sin came into the world, now we have lying and we have deception and all of this that is a part of the realm of darkness. And so now man does not keep his word. Women don't keep their word. People are liars. And now because of this, covenants are broken. Vows are broken. And there needs to be a spiritual response when there's a covenant that's broken, people say it's death. It is because divorce is a part of the system of death. And I don't have the time today to really deal with the system of death. There are four systems that are a part of the kingdom of darkness. And so we have the system of the Antichrist. We have the system of hell and death. We have the system of Jezebel. And the Luciferian system is the last system. Those four systems make up the system or the kingdom of darkness. And now once man is in a position to interact with the spirit realm, so we have, we have Adam in his interaction with Lucifer, but then we see Cain in his interaction with a demon spirit. 
And God warned him and said, get your, your uh, countenance together, get your mind right, adjust your attitude because sin is crouching at the door. He's talking about a spirit being that was at a doorway. And if you didn't address, address yourself or adjust yourself, he was going to find access and entrance through your attitude into your mind or into your heart. And this is how demonic, uh, uh, not just demon possession, but influence comes upon men and suggestions come. And men entertain these suggestions by these demon spirits and they take hold of these words and they embrace it. And then we end up doing what Cain did to Abel. He slew his brother. Well, this is how sin works. Men now entertain thoughts, and now we commit adultery, we commit fornication, which is a concept much bigger than just having sex with a person. It, it, it involves the concept of idolatry. There was no idolatry in the world in which Adam lived. But now as men are entering into religious practices, as they are entering into covenants and relationships with demonic spirits, with spirits of dark intent, now, divorce is required to end these relationships. So this is what Jesus was talking about when he said, in the beginning, in the beginning, there was a world that was perfect. It was made by God with no influence, no effect of the kingdoms of darkness. But once Adam sinned, it all changed. And so now we got the system of forgiveness. We have the system of repentance. We have the system of worship that now required the blood of animals. And there's so many systems that now were required by man, the system of redemption, of ransom, of recompense, of, of vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. None of this was required in the garden. All the sermons that we preach on Sunday, they were not a part of the original plan of God, a, a part of the world in which Adam lived. So this is what the beginning looked like. No, there was no divorce in the beginning. But once Adam sinned, divorce was necessary. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you check out the book, The Fear of the Lord, and join us again next time. Be blessed. You've been listening to the Divorced Christian Podcast Show with your host, Darius Good. This was a Good Treasure Ministries production. Darius is the senior pastor of Bible Gospel Center, and he is the author of the book, The Divorced Christian. To learn more about this book and other books written by Darius, or to listen to other episodes of our podcast show, visit our website today at thedivorcedchristian.com. We pray that today's episode has brought revelation, understanding, and healing. Please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast show. And until next time, be blessed.